Welcome to Alter Everything, a podcast about data science and analytics culture. I'm Neil Ryan, and I'll be your host. Back in 2019, Alteryx welcomed a company called Feature Labs to join our platform. And I remember how excited I was when I learned about the acquisition because I knew we were adding some serious data science chops to the team. So you can imagine how equally excited I was to get to talk with Feature Lab's founder and current VP of Data Science Engineering at Alteryx, Max Cantor. I actually joined Alteryx just about a year ago when they acquired a company I'd started called Feature Labs. And our goal at Feature Labs was to make machine learning easier to use. Uh, and I, th- I think we'll go into it a little bit deeper today. Uh, so now that we're part of Alteryx, uh, Feature Labs has turned into the Alteryx Innovation Labs where we're now about 30 people strong, building out new data science and machine learning products for the Alteryx platform. Joining Max is Clara Duffy, who was an intern at Feature Labs and is now an intern at Alteryx. She's also a rising senior at Harvard, studying computer science with a secondary in statistics. No big deal. At Harvard, I am the captain of the Women's Lightweight Varsity Rowing Program, so spend 20 to 25 hours a week training for rowing. And then in the rest of my free time, I've been a peer advisor, teaching fellow for a CS class, and work on empowering other women in CS with various positions on the board of women in computer science. We talked about their team's impressive advances in machine learning, Alteryx's commitment to open source, and what it was like to work at a startup before joining Alteryx. We also have a special announcement at the end of the show, so stick around for that. Let's jump into it. Cool. So yeah, I guess it's almost it's almost a year coming up. What next month when Feature Labs joined Alteryx? So happy anniversary. Yeah, thanks. So Clara, why don't we start with you? You you mentioned you're an intern here at Alteryx. This is your your second summer though, right? Yeah, so last summer I got to work at Feature Labs over the summer as an intern, which was my first internship ever, which was a really great experience and it made coming back here a really easy decision when I had the opportunity. Cool. So what was Feature Labs like that first summer? How many people were working there? I think there were maybe five full-time employees and four interns, although Max could correct me if I'm wrong. It was a really small office, which I really liked because I feel like I got to know everyone really well and be able to see all the different things that the company was working on at the time and have an understanding of them. Cool. And Max, I want to talk a a little bit about your experience, you know, your decision to to join Alteryx, but maybe we we should start a little further back. What made you found Feature Labs? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the founding of Feature Labs, I guess, probably starts before you know, I even considered turning it into a company. And it really starts in actually the first few internships I had as a student while I was at MIT. And those summers, you know, I was working for a handful of companies like the New York Times, Fitbit, Hewlett Packard. And throughout all those experiences, I was working on data science projects. You know, my, my background was in software engineering, but you know, a lot of the things I was working on were related to improving things like the search result times when you search on Twitter or at Fitbit using the accelerometer data to predict sleep quality. And as I was working on those projects, I noticed that I was solving uh, the similar problems over and over again. 
And so when I returned to school after those internships, I you know needed to pick a research project and I wanted to pick something that uh, was related to the work that I did. So I, I went out and looked at the different labs and I found a lab uh, that is now called the Data to AI Lab, but they essentially focused on making machine learning easier to use and trying to automate the different steps of the process. And so you know, before even starting Future Labs, I picked up a research project that ended up turning into my master's thesis. And that was to build out a system called the Data Science Machine. And so we built out the Data Science Machine. We wrote an academic paper on it. It was published in a peer-reviewed journal. And MIT News decided to write an article about how we had used the system to automatically build machine learning models and compete on a data science competition platform called Kaggle. And on Kaggle, they essentially take data sets from companies and offer cash prizes to the teams that can build the best uh, predictions for that data set. And so we competed in those competitions with an automated machine and performed really well. And so the MIT's news article uh, focused on that and a bunch of different publications from around the world ended up picking it up. I think it was something like 150 different publications and companies started reaching out asking how they could take advantage of this automation technology because you know they were facing problems building machine learning models, hiring the people capable of doing it, and scaling up their efforts within their company. And so once those people started to reach out, uh, was, became interested in, in figuring out how I could turn that research into a company. And so uh, ended up starting Feature Labs basically the day after I graduated alongside my thesis advisor, who or was my thesis advisor at the time, turned into my co-founder, Kalyan Veramachanini. And we focused on taking some of that initial research we had at MIT and rebuilding it out into you know production-level enterprise-ready system that we've been working on for the last five years now. That's cool. That's, uh, I think, the day after... I graduated. I I hadn't even started applying for jobs yet. And the day after you graduated, you founded a company. So I guess that's why why you're a VP and I'm not. That's that's a cool story. So Clara, back to you. Can you tell me a little bit about what you were first working on last summer, the first summer you joined Feature Labs? Yeah, sure. So after I kind of got acquainted with what Feature Labs is doing, I was able to, I was given the freedom to choose a place that I wanted to focus and some a project that I wanted to do. And that past year, I'd been taking some linguistics classes alongside of my computer science ones. And I know Max had been interested in seeing if Feature Labs could do something with natural language processing. So I got really excited about that and got to do a lot of investigation on like further into the natural language processing than I had at school and ultimately was able to create a add-on library to feature tools, which was Feature Labs' main product at the time that focused on adding natural language processing primitives, which was the tool that feature tools would use to turn data into a form that was able to be like machine learned on. So it was a really impactful project, I felt like, and it was very cool to be able to learn so much while still creating something that was useful. Very cool. What, so you built on top of the Feature Tools open source library. Can you, can you talk a little bit about Feature Tools? Um, sure. So Max is obviously more the expert on this, but Feature Tools is a library, is a library that's open source, so anybody can use it and anybody can help develop it. 
and it allows users to take data that might be unstructured or at least is not quite ready to be put into the algorithms to that like actually do the like machine learning step and it gets more insight from the data in an automated way. So Max mentioned the data science machine. So I guess it was kind of the end, the name of what the data science machine was before. Max can probably say a little bit more, a couple more specifics on that, but. Take it away, Max. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, as Claire mentioned, you know, feature tools, open source library. We actually didn't uh, start by open sourcing feature tools. The first uh, two years of the company, it was you know, commercial only. And one of the, the impetuses for open sourcing it was we wanted as many people to solve impactful problems with machine learning as possible. And feature tools really plugged a, a key hole in the process that no other tool did. And that particular hole was the step that's known as feature engineering. And so when you think about building a machine learning model, there's essentially two inputs to actually training the model. There's the variables or features that you want to use. So these are things that kind of describe the example you're looking at. So imagine you're trying to predict uh, what a customer is going to buy next. These are properties about the customer that you can use to make your prediction, like you know how much have they spent in the last 30 days? What was the last product that they bought? Uh, how many things have they added to their cart uh, if it was an e-commerce store? And then the second input is the label that you want the model to predict. And so in this case, it would be, say, the product that they uh, ended up purchasing. And then once you train the model, you're going to feed it just the features, and you want the model to predict the label that you had provided it at training. And so feature tools focused on taking data sets that were you know, complex, so spread across multiple tables. They may have been too fine-grained, so you have training examples collected, say, every single second, and you need to aggregate them to a lower frequency of data. And so feature tools could do that process for a lot of different data sets. Claire mentioned we wanted to extend that to natural language. So that was her project last summer, creating the add-on uh, to the feature tools library. And that, that was a really big project for us because now you could use feature tools to not only handle the data you, know, you collect while you're operating your business that you might store in a relational database, but also data you know, that you might have from text fields, you know, maybe you had survey results and you were collecting natural text uh, or you're looking at tweets or forum posts. And so that really, you know, extended the capabilities of feature tools so that it could work on basically data in as raw of a format as possible so that you can automate the part of the process where humans are spending the most time. And so and I mentioned the, that that natural language processing project, Claire, did, did was a great add-on for feature tools. It gets, I just looked it up in the last uh, seven days, it's had over 1,500 downloads. And so there's a lot of people using that that tool to extend feature tools for, for more data sets. And so the way this all connects back to the data science machine that I mentioned is you know, the data science machine worked on the kind of end-to-end -end process. 
And so we pulled out just the feature engineering component and turned that into feature tools. And then, you know, now that we're at Alteryx, right, we're, we're building out all the different steps of the machine learning process, starting with the, this prepping, preparation and blending that users do today in Alteryx Designer and taking them all the way through that process till they have a model that they're ready to deploy. I imagine if you named the company Feature Labs, you must consider the feature engineering step pretty important to the overall process. Yeah, uh, it, you know it's always interesting when you're when you're naming something. I think uh, <laughs> we 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 like the name Feature Labs, but from the beginning we always knew that we were going to go beyond feature engineering, and so you know we. We had a lot of debates, you know, we, when we first came up with the name, it was we were like, oh, we'll come up with something different later, but that, that never quite happens. And so we were Feature Labs. How many downloads does Feature Tools have at this point, by yeah. the way? Yeah, so Feature Tools, you know, at the time of the acquisition um, by Alteryx, uh, we were around 500,000 downloads. I mean, it took us about two years to get to that point. I think in the last year, really the last 11 months, uh, we've had another 500,000 downloads. And so, yeah, we've seen great uptake from, you know, pre-acquisition to you know, continuing and, and really accelerating this past year. That's awesome. Now, Max, you mentioned how from the beginning, you always knew you were going to develop the end-to-end -end process out more than just feature engineering. Uh, Claire, I, we talked a couple weeks ago, and I know you worked on something different this past summer than, than your first summer. What, what did you work on this summer? Yeah, so this summer, I have been working more over the full machine learning kind of process, I guess, more so than just the feature engineering. And Currently, I'm working on building an API that interacts with a backend that is also being built right now that is also supplying information for a user interface that's really pretty that allows <laughs> users, so lots of interconnected parts, but it allows users to have one place that they can go through the whole feature engineering and machine learning pipeline and yeah, I think it's pretty, it's interesting because it combines all the different feature labs slash like Alteryx Innovation Labs products into one place. And it's really interesting to be able to use my expertise from last summer and knowledge from the beginning of this summer where I also got to work on another product in the kind of sphere of Innovation Labs, which is Avalamel and combine all those things to create one really cool product so that users don't have to like pick and choose different libraries and they can do it all in one place. So last year you were working on top of feature tools, the, that open source project. And this year it's eval ML. Can you talk a little bit about eval ML? Yeah. So eval ML is an automated machine learning tool so that once you've, say, you took all your data and you're trying to predict something. So say, I think Max might have given a like retail example, like how much is the customer going to spend based on all this data that you have about them. And so you might have used feature tools as a library to get all this data about each user and have this like whole data set where you then want to train a model with that data set. And then you can use what you've, like the conclusions that you've come to to predict something. And so EvalML is kind of an automated way to choose what the best model is for doing that. So 
as much as machine learning is just a buzzword, there are many different ways to do machine learning. So there are different models, which means different kind of mathematical um, regressions that you can use to choose, like, how am I going to take this data and predict something else? So EvalML is an automated way to test all these different models or regression ways and see which one of them performs the best with your data. And then you can also tune it, which means like changing some of the parameters based on stuff that you might know that just the automated tool might not. And so it was really interesting to see kind of the other side of the machine learning or another part of the machine learning pipeline a little further down and get to learn how that can be automated. Very cool. Yeah, this is, it's been an exciting year for me at Alteryx and I imagine for a lot of Alteryx customers because earlier this year we released the Alteryx Intelligence Suite, which introduced assisted modeling. So kind of a... a an intelligent aspect of Alteryx Designer that guides a user through building a predictive model. But even more recently, just last month, we we introduced some automated, fully automated model building capabilities. And I believe that that uses eval ML under the hood. Is, is that right, Max? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yep, absolutely. It completely does. And I think that's actually a good point to mention you know, why we build the different open source libraries and how that relates to the products that the Alteryx customers end up using. And one of our goals from the beginning, and I, you know, I mentioned this with the decision to open source feature tools a, f- a few years ago, was to get our tools and technologies into the hands of as many people as possible to build, you know, impactful solutions to their problems. And if you think about where the open source tools work is they're typically used by developers and data scientists, you know, who are comfortable in Python code and Jupyter notebooks, and they want to kind of, uh, you know, pick the the tools they want to use for different steps of the process and have complete control and customizability about how those tools fit together. On the other side is uh, a lot of the users of Alteryx's products today, you know, business analysts who want to quickly um, come up with the machine learning solution to a problem they have a deep understanding of. And the faster the machine learning can kind of get out of the way and give them a solution so that they can use their human expertise to you know, iterate on things like, hey, are we trying to solve the right problem? Or can we evaluate the solution and figure out how to incorporate these predictions into the t- decision making in the company? Or can we take this model and deploy it uh, to create new products for our company? You know, sometimes you don't actually need, you know, to get down to the details of the raw Python code that a lot of our open source libraries use. And so, you know, one of the exciting things for us joining Alteryx, and this is one of the biggest impetuses for you know, deciding to, to join the company completely, was the opportunity to take a lot of that automation technology that was only accessible by data scientists and developers who are comfortable in Python and put those into you know, the the kind of code-friendly and code-free platform that Alteryx had. And so, yeah, since the acquisition, you know, we've been looking for opportunities to do that. And the integration and in, with assisted modeling to have an auto-modeling path was really exciting for us. And it was great to see that go out uh, in the release this past quarter. Yeah, you know, we call Alteryx an, an analytic process automation platform. So more than just... Uh, a data science platform. We we think here at Alteryx a lot about automation, and now 
with AutoML, uh, we're bringing it to the data science side of things as well. Just we've talked about it before on the show, just uh, the importance of even with all these emerging automation technologies, the importance of keeping a human in the loop. What, what's your view on that, Max, just in terms of do you think our data scientists going to get automated out of their jobs, our business analysts? What's your long term view on that? I mean, I think the the one of the things that we observed this actually goes all the way back to the the research that I was doing at MIT is you know typically once you build the first machine learning model it's it's not as if you're done at that point typically you know that that then you know motivates and inspires 10 more models that need to be built and so what we see with all the automation tools that we're building is that it's actually you know being used to accelerate the process and when you accelerate the process there's actually more work to be done because you know if a data scientist built a model with with our tools you know they now have 10 more requests that they need to work on and without the tools they'd have no way of of solving those 10 problems and those 10 problems each on their own create 10 more problems and so what we really see the automation is doing is is twofold first is enabling all the people like data scientists who are are doing work today to be more efficient and scale up you know the problems that they solve and then second is bringing more people into the fold to to solve these problems and you know time and time again we see no shortage of machine learning problems that need to be solved and by creating these automation technologies where you know it's not it's not taking away jobs from anybody it's actually creating the opportunities for people to to create mo- new models and uh, you know impact their businesses that makes sense to me <laughs> Claire I wanted to ask you so you mentioned all the way back when you introduced yourself that I think you know you've been taking a lot of CS courses do you consider yourself now that you've worked at feature labs and Alteryx more of a software engineer or a data scientist? I think I would definitely consider myself more of a software engineer than a data scientist, but I think there is an interesting kind of correlation, or not correlation, but um, relation between the two, because I think a lot of the skills that engineers use can be applied to data science. And Mm. like not only just knowing how to code or something like that, but just the same kind of problem-solving mindset can be used in data sciences can be used in engineering. Max was saying earlier that he was also studying computer science and through his internships ended up working on some data science projects. So it sounds like you're following in his footsteps a little bit. He also said that through his internships, he kept solving the same problems over and over, which led to him founding Feature Lab. So what what problems are you solving over and over, Clara? What company are you going to found the day after you graduate? <laughs> well, I guess I have a little bit more time for that now since I'm pushing back my graduation a bit. I don't think that I have an idea, but I did found a small company in high school. So I think that was, well, again, one of the reasons why I was really attracted last year to working at a startup was to see like a more mature startup than the one that I'd created in high school and a tech-based startup rather than the one that I'd created. Wait, what was the what was the company you started in high school? So my best friend and I started a company called Seniors Connect, which sounds like a dating website, but it is not. <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it was a service that we had to help seniors connect with their loved ones by teaching them how to use technology better. Very cool. You sound like you're definitely going to end up being an entrepreneur to me. <laughs> That's the dream. Awesome. 
so now that you've had these these two consecutive summer internships under your belt, do you have any advice for students listening to this podcast episode on how to get a good internship, what to look for? Sounds like you would you would recommend having an internship. Yeah, I would definitely recommend having an internship. I think it is really useful to think about how you want to go about your career later. I mean, obviously, I haven't even graduated yet, so I don't exactly know how I want my career to go, but I think it's a really cool opportunity to try something out, try a company out for a couple of months, get some meaningful work experience, see if you like the field or not. And then as to how to find a meaningful internship, I think a lot of the advice that I've been given is to find a place where they'll allow, like trust you with a big project that'll actually have an an impact. And I think that I've definitely found that to be the case here. Like each summer I've like been able to talk with Max or my manager and find something that both I was interested in and would have some meaningful impact at the company so that I wasn't just off in the corner working on some internal tool and feeling kind of dejected because I was like, God, like nobody's ever going to use this. But like Max said, like the tool that I worked on last summer, I guess, has 1500 downloads a week, which are in the past seven days, which kind of surprised me. I didn't know it was that much, but that's really exciting. And even like earlier this summer when I saw that people are still working on the tool that I built last summer and still using it, it made me feel really excited that I was able to create something that actually had an impact. So I think definitely my advice to somebody who might be looking for an internship would be to do your research on the company, see if you can talk to somebody who's already worked there and see if you would be able to work on something and like if you'd be able to be trusted with something that would actually have an impact at the company or be used by a lot of people. That's great advice. Max, anything you're allowed to kind of tease out? What are you guys working on right now over in Boston and Alteryx Innovation Labs? So I, I think, um, you know, if you if you look at the integrations we've done into uh, assisted modeling by adding in the auto modeling step, that's a great preview of, of what's to come. We're really looking to take that to the next level. And so if you think of uh, assisted modeling today, it works really well to help people build their first machine learning model because it runs on the desktop, it's easy to install, and it can really quickly walk you through the steps and educate you about how the machine learning process works. And so what we're working on now is how do we uh, you know, really up that to the next level? And so for the new products that we're working on, they're server-based, they run in the cloud, uh, they scale to big data sets, they, they take the automated machine learning and search many more modeling types and tune the parameters of those models so you can build really accurate models. And while you're doing that, they present you visualizations and different automated insights into your data. And so you know, our, our goals going forward is to, just to, to basically take all the success and great stuff that you can do with machine learning and predictive modeling and Alteryx today and put that on steroids. And so I think you'll you'll see a lot of new products coming out over the, the coming quarters and years uh, towards that goal. That sounds pretty exciting. What what about, you know, in terms of open source? So feature tools has been tremendously popular, over a million downloads. Historically, Alteryx hasn't put out tons of open source software. We've we've open sourced things from time to time. We open sourced the YXDB file format, mm-hmm. our kind of Alteryx database, but 
not tons more to my knowledge. Are, what what are we doing with open source software going forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Alteryx is, is certainly not new to open source. You know, they have had open source, you know, software like Python, the programming language is open source and accessible within within uh, Alteryx designer today. Same mm -hmm. with R. Uh, a lot of the machine learning tools that are inside of Alteryx today are all built on open source software. So Alteryx is very familiar with open source. But you're right that, you know, I think with, with the acquisition of Feature Labs, we're going to be ramping up a lot of the open source involvement we have. And so we, we've mentioned EvalML a, a few times today, and that's one of the, the latest libraries that we've open sourced in the innovation labs. And you know, we have a roadmap of, of other functionality that we plan to open source and talking with engineers across the company, they have lots of ideas of, of what they want to do. And so you know, as Alteryx grows, uh, so will their their contributions to the open source community that they've been a part of for for many years now. You know, those will grow as well. And so, you know, I'm really excited to see, you know, not only what my team can do, but the you know hundreds of engineers across Alteryx. You know, the ideas that they come up with and the different tools and and libraries that they want to open source. That's good to hear. If there's one thing I know about data scientists is they love open source software. So. <laughs> sure Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you guys today, Max and Clara. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Thanks, Mia. Thanks for tuning in. For more on Alteryx Innovation Labs, EvalML, and other open source resources powered by Max's team, we have them linked in our show notes at community.alteryx.com slash podcast. Oh, and remember that special announcement I mentioned at the top of the show? We've officially launched the Alteryx Data Science Portal. Go to datascience.alteryx.com to find podcast episodes like this one, along with data science blogs, data science community discussions, and links to resources like EvalML and free data science courses. Also career opportunities. Check it out, bookmark it, and spread the news with your fellow data scientists. Catch you next time.